um, you. How soon after the party did your dad come down with COVID? I would say like a week and a half ago. I mean, right. a week and a half after the party. So, you know, I got my symptoms, um, I would say like a week after the party. And then, you know, slowly, little by little, my, my little brother got sick. And then my stepmom got sick. And then my dad got hit the hardest. So when he got sick, you know, never in a million years did we expect it to all come crashing down at, you know, one time. It hit us all very sudden. You know, one moment he had, you know, just a fever and chills. And then the next we were rushing him to the hospital. He couldn't even breathe. Uh, John, your father is on the phone. This is John. He's Nick's dad. And uh, John, sounds like uh, you had the roughest time out of the whole family with this uh, COVID-19. Hey, Howard and Robin, how you doing? Yeah, um, well, I was on a ventilator for 20 days, but I'm alive. That's right. all I can say right now is I'm alive. Hey, John. Are you at I'm home still in the now? hospital. Oh. No, no, no. I'm, I'm actually, I'm still in the hospital. Um, to, to, to leave the hospital, I need two negative COVID tests, but they keep coming back positive. So I'm still COVID positive. Mm. Uh, they took two tests yesterday. So hopefully, or hopefully they come back negative. But from there, um, most of my body doesn't work. The only mobility I have is on my left hand. My right hand's completely numb, my whole arm, my legs don't work, my, you know, I lost all the muscle mass for being, you know, I've been laying down now for over a month I've been in the hospital. Um, so, but from here, I have to go to a rehab center mm. and live there probably for a month or two until they can get me walking and, and you know, and functional again. John, so when, you got, long, uh, when you got COVID, long. Nick, I'm, I'm sure you felt terribly guilty that your father... Uh, how to go through this. Um, I, I mean, you probably can't express to kids enough that it's not so much your own life. It's that you're going to bring this home to your family. Right, Nick? Uh, yes, sir. I do believe um, with COVID, you know, it does start at home. Not quite literally in the sense that, you know, the virus produces itself there. But, you know, a lot of people go out and they don't realize that. That's right. You know, you really can get this from anywhere and anybody. It doesn't, it's not an illness that discriminates, you know. Right. John, are you upset with your son because he kind of went to this party and didn't take the mask thing you seriously enough? Actually, I'm actually, I actually have no feeling about it. I, I, I'm not mad at him. I don't, um, in fact, the first thing I text when I woke up and was able to touch the phone was Nicholas, I love you. That's it. Good for you. That's all we've talked about. I mean, you know, I hope that he did learn a lesson. You know, I hope that his friends and, you know, other young people will learn a lesson from this, that you can go, you know, you, it's hard to lock up a 21-year-old, you know. I was 21, you were 21, you know. It's really hard. But when you do, or if you do, have to go out, wear the mask, keep your distance, don't let your guard down, because people have the virus that never even know it, but they can right. spread it like wildfire throughout the community, throughout the world. So they just have to, you have to be super, super careful because you don't want your family member in the ICU on a ventilator fighting for his life for no, 20 days. Absolutely not. In fact, uh, Nick, I hope, um, you know, I know you're probably beating yourself up uh, about this, but um, don't. I mean, I, I think a lot of people underestimate what the hell is going on out there, um, particularly where you guys live in Florida. 
I think a lot of people just don't understand it. And I and I like that you guys are speaking out because nobody wants to put their parent in the hospital like this. Nick, I'm sure you love your dad, and it's uh, probably very painful for you to see him going through this. Of course, more than anything, Howard. Yeah. John, tell me about uh, this COVID because you got hit the hardest. Um, uh, you know, I think, oh, gosh, if you have to go on a ventilator, you're gone. I mean, you're a goner. That's kind of what well, was put out there. Well, I almost was a few times from what I hear. Right. Yeah, I, I heard there was, there was times where I only had like a 10 or 20% chance of going. <laughs> um, I know that my family even called one of our friends that's a psychologist to even come talk to the kids because it might be time. But um, I made it and I'm alive. That's the first words that I said when I woke up was, I'm alive. How long um, were you out? I mean, how long were you uh, put in a coma? From what I hear, uh, it was 20 days. Jesus. And is the ventilator... I, I actually don't remember anything. The last thing I remember is Father's Day. After mm-hmm. that, wow. I, I, um, I don't remember being sick. I don't remember coming to the hospital. I don't remember waiting in the waiting room for five hours. I did a 25-minute live Facebook video from the hospital. I don't remember any of it. Uh, hmm. People were telling me I was calling them and, like, basically telling them I'm, I'm you know, write, write, a, write a will, make me a living will, and all this, and I don't remember any of that. Um, I remember waking up, I get, not really waking up, but being in a strange place. Um, and then... Uh, People telling me stories of the outpour of the world. Literally, we're in Colombia, South America, Europe. Our story went national, you know, uh, worldwide. So um, it was just kind of crazy. One of my friends joked and was like, "Hey, John always going to be famous. When he wakes up, he's actually going to be famous." It was crazy. John, what uh, what are your symptoms? On the Howard Stern show. Yeah, John, what are your symptoms still? I mean, are you uh, are you having difficulty right breathing? Now, Right now, I still have oxygen, um, so I still have a oxygen tube here. Um, you know, shortness of breath, really. Uh, my voice is uh, obviously, you know, a little little rasp. Um, right. But other than that, it's just my body functions. You know, I can't move my legs or my arms. Um, you know, my my legs are so skinny; they look like little twi- like like arms. Um, is that because you were on a ventilator or is that uh, as a result of the COVID? It's it's more about just laying in a bed for a month, no, right? No, it's more about, I think that's more about just laying the whole time. Although my eyes have been blurry and I have numbness uh, throughout my neck and my scalp. They're going to do a CAT scan today. Um, they don't, the thing is, is, you know, COVID is so new. They don't know a lot of symptoms and a lot of, you know, uh, uh, ramifications and things that are going to happen. So everybody is a little bit different, you know. Some people just get cold-like symptoms, and some people get put on a ventilator, and some people pass away. You know, so, John, that's the crazy you know, thing about this uh, COVID-19. You know, you're walking around. You, I know people asymptomatic. I know people who have it. Uh, they, they're like, it absolutely doesn't affect me. I feel like I go for a run. Other people get, um, young people I know have fevers and this and that, but they generally get through it. It's this, um, yeah. you know, it's it's Russian roulette. You just don't know, or you can end up in a hospital like you. Um, also, I read you were you were overweight. How much overweight were you? Uh, I was two hundred and forty six pounds. Oh, so you weren't so yeah. you, you weren't crazy overweight. Well, in it, medical in medical terms, I'm uh, what do they call it? Mor- morbidly obese. Oh, okay. I'm five nine, and I'm two forty. I was two forty six, I believe. 
You think you're going to uh, uh, get yourself anymore. in shape? I've lost probably 30 pounds. You think you're going to get yourself in shape now, start eating better uh, as a result oh, of this? Oh, my life has already changed. I've already, I'm already working on new businesses. I'm, I'm, my life has changed. I mean, I've had people praying around the world, and I'm not a religious – I don't consider myself a religious person at all. But I'm, you know what? I've been invited to different churches and stuff. I'm going to go. People took time, time out of their life to pray for me. I'm going to take time out of mine to go and, and just hang out with them or, you know, just, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know, I know my birthday was yesterday. So today is the first day of my life again. Well, Listen, I don't want to. I don't want to put a damper on this thing, but don't go to church. Stay home if you get it. You know, just just yeah, hide away yeah. until this oh, thing's yeah. over. I hear maybe a vaccine soon. Let's hope, and we'll and we'll you know, church uh, COVID spreads there. You know, uh, John and Nick, I think the real um, moral to this story is: do not underestimate this virus. Everyone who gets it reacts differently. Be smart about this. Wear your masks. Really think about your family members. Other countries have literally gotten rid of this thing uh, because people are caring enough to wear a mask and to really take this thing seriously. I don't know what's going on in our country, but uh, John and Nick, it sounds to me like you are now. Can I, can really... I say one last thing, Howard? Yes, please. I I just want to I want to thank all of the doctors, nurses, healthcare professionals, everybody that are working their asses off right now. With COVID patients, I've seen it firsthand. Nobody realizes how hard their job is right now. Just to come into my room, they have to put on shoes, masks, glo- double gloves, glasses, hair nets, hair, hair coverings, full body suits. Like, they're not coming in and out. Their job right now is so difficult, you just wouldn't understand it unless you saw it firsthand. So I really want to thank all of the healthcare professionals, and especially the ones at Westside Medical Center that saved my life. Because you, you guys saved my life, and you're saving other lives. And I really appreciate all the work that they're doing. And I just, everybody, wear the damn masks, please. Not Even if not for yourself, but for the community, and especially your friends and family. That's it. Well, I couldn't, I couldn't have said that better myself. I I absolutely agree with you. That's, uh, it's just, it's just remarkable that, uh, people aren't wearing those masks. Hey, uh, you know, I I see there's a, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. I still, I still see people online saying, Hey, where's a good place to go get a whatever at home. That's the best place to get a whatever. Just stay home. If we all work together, we can go back to normal. We can go back to, way, to the way it was five months ago. But if we're not working together, it's never going to happen. The faster we all work together, the faster we can get back to normal. Absolutely. I, you, you, you're, you're preaching to the choir over here. This, it, it, I've never seen sure. such nonsense going on in this country where we're all not as one, as Americans, and protecting one another and taking this thing seriously and knocking the hell out of this virus. We're at war with this virus, and I, and I am very dismayed that some people are so selfish that they won't even uh, put on a mask. Hey, by the way, are you able to get an erection since uh, being on a ventilator? No, man, I tried. You know, I, 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 um, I was telling somebody, because somebody said, hey, tell Michelle to show her show you her boobs. I was like, man, if she showed me my boobs, I would blow a hole through the ceiling. It would look like the bat signal. No, really? bad idea, bad idea. Oh, you, yeah, it's you, been over a month. Yeah, but are you able to? 
Uh, are you able to get it sorry, up? Michelle. Uh, oh, sorry, uh, Michelle's on the phone. <laughs> is that your oh, wife? Boy. Yeah, Michelle. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, but, but John, it does, is it all working down there is really what I'm trying to find out. Uh, you know what? I don't know yet. Not, yeah, right. No, right now. You can only move no, one hand a little it. bit. Michelle, if you're in the Just room with him, bit, can I you probably give it a little tickle? Michelle, can you give it a tickle or sit on it or something and see if anything happens? Uh, Nick, I'm sorry, but this is important to your dad. No, yeah, I told him, I said, Nick. man, if that right hand doesn't work, you're going to have to switch hands when you masturbate. Right. I know. It's going to be like a stranger. I know. You're going to have to go lefty. Um, oh, thing, Michelle, show him your boobs. I want to see if he blows a hole through the uh, roof. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, on a serious note, Glenn is on our phone. Glenn is from Ohio. His mom is in the hospital. He's debating whether to put her on a ventilator. Maybe you could help him out, John. Wow. Um, Glenn, go ahead. Tell Michelle me what's going on. the best person to talk to. All right, go Michelle ahead, Glenn. Hi, everyone. All right, let's hear yeah, what we're Glenn dealing is. with this COVID right now, Howard. Oh, wow. And, um, and uh, my mother-in-law went down to West Palm to uh, in Florida to babysit my uh, niece, and she contracted it not even five days down there, and she's mm. been in the hospital ever since. Mm. And uh, wow. my family, yeah. Are they recommending the power on a ventilator? Yeah, they are asking if they should because right now that she's on a like a um, a, a CPAP mask, and yeah. they're trying to get her to breathe. But the problem is, is she's it's like it hurts to um, to do anything, and she tries to eat, her, uh, her oxygen levels go down. So the you debate know, we were is definitely against it at first. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Go yeah. Go ahead, Michelle. No, it's okay. I was just trying to help and, t- and talk to him. You know, this is Michelle. So, I mean, we definitely were totally anti-ventilator at the very beginning. But it's like you get put in this position, and I was his advocate. I was John's voice. And, you know, and the doctor's telling me here his breathing's getting worse. You know, it's deteriorating. If he sits here all night trying to huff and puff and breathe, he's doing so much damage to his lungs. He could possibly have a heart attack, a stroke. You know, if we intervene early before he crashes, you would be in a much better position to where he can handle being in intubated. So this was a decision we had to make literally in about 10 to 15 minutes. I mean, and it was the worst decision of my life. You know, at that moment, you just, everything's flashing before your eyes and you're so worried and scared if you're going to make the right choice. But listen to what the doctors tell you. You know, I had to put my trust and faith in them. And if they think this is the best method for them at this point to help them breathe and hopefully save their life, you got to trust in it and you have to do it. You know, yeah, Glenn, that it, sounds it, like a, what Michelle is saying sounds like really good advice. Are they saying uh, to put her on a ventilator? What is your hesitation? Well, they're, they're trying to see my, my, unfortunately with us being in Ohio, my wife's the power of attorney. And so she's basically the one that has to make the decision. And, I've, and I feel her pain every day that she has to call, she has to call her family and tell her, please don't call down there because she needs to get the rest, you know? And so it's like the text we receive from her now and then are doom and gloom. And they were talking about a couple of days ago about putting her on a ventilator. And my wife said, if you have to put her on a ventilator, go ahead and put it on her ventilator and then call us and let us know. But my wife is just like, she's mad as all hell because her, her father-in-law thinks that they said that she should go down there and watch that thing. So it's a shame. Well, what about this drug? Hey, John and Michelle and Glenn, what about this drug Remsdelivir or whatever the, however you say it? The Remsdelivir, yep. Yeah, yeah, what about that? 
It would save John. Yeah. I mean, they don't know. This is the problem. It's an experimental drug. Everything they throw everything into a kitchen sink. They say he got the convalescent plasma. He got the remdesivir, the dexamethasone, decadron, steroid that they were raving about, and you know, vitamins and everything. They don't know what works. Some people react well to the remdesivir, others to the hydroxychloroquine. I mean, we don't know. But luckily, I was able to get it before the shortage came because there was a shortage at some point about a couple weeks ago with the drug. Where there was a lot of patients not getting any treatment. What about that, Glenn? Have they offered REMS? Did they they, they try to put any of that uh, with your uh, mother-in-law? When she first went in, Howard, when when she first went in for the first couple of days, they talked about that. They called my mother, my wife, and they said, listen, we have this drug. We want to put her on it. And if she doesn't get the drug, she may die. So it's like, okay, we called my sister, who's a pharmacist in Virginia, and we asked her about it. She said, oh, definitely put her on it, you know. But the problem is that she's 72 years old, and she, you know, she's retired. She's on Medicare, and this stuff's expensive. And she said, "I don't know, I don't know if I want to get this stuff because it's expensive." It's like my wife's like, "Don't worry about the money." Yeah, don't yeah. worry about yeah. that. So money comes later. Save her life right now. Don't stress about what yeah. bills are. Our bills are going to be close to a million dollars. We're not worried. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. nothing you well, can yes, do. Well, yes, we are. Yeah, we're worried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're worried. But... Well, we're worried, but you know you what I mean. Worried. Right? I'm worried. Right. <laughs> I just mean I wouldn't stress about that at the moment is what I'm saying. Stress and focus on saving the person's life, you know. Right. I think that's good advice. Glenn, I uh, hope that helps a little. Uh, get the drug. And uh, do what the doctors say. Maybe, um, you know, maybe the ventilator is the answer. Uh, I would do whatever they said. And, uh, John, I'm glad you're alive. They, um, they saved my life. Listen to them. They're professionals. They've been doing this. They, they, they know the deal, you know. Obviously, there's always a risk. But, you know, I'd rather risk than, than you know, no risk at all and not have any chance. John and Michelle, exactly. I believe I believe that uh, since Nick brought this home, uh, Nick needs to be punished in some way. I mean, we have to uh, at least ground him for a week, uh, right, Nick? Uh, you would uh, you would agree with that? He's been grounded for the past month. Don't worry, he's been right next to me. I keep a very close eye on him per Dad's orders. You know, especially when Dad <laughs> got off the ventilator. The first thing he said was, "How's Nick?" You know, he's, you know, it, again, we're, I think we're closer now. We're a little more of a united front. He's manned up. He's definitely taken ownership of what he's done, and, and he realizes he made a mistake. And if we can help in any way, again, bring this out as a more cautionary tale to people and bring awareness to the severity of this virus. You know, if we help one person save one life, one family, whatever it may be, you know, that's really what we're trying to do here at this point. So some good, you know, has come out of this tragic experience. Michelle, well, John, and Nick, you. Yeah. yes, we thank you for uh, making everyone aware of this. Let's say hi to Dan over in Arkansas who wants to uh, weigh in on this. Go ahead, Dan. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to tell you all what happened uh, over the weekend in my hometown. They held a music festival Friday and Saturday, and uh, nobody was social distancing, nobody wearing masks and all that. Right. But come on, come out over it come out on uh, Facebook that there was a person that got tested for COVID on Wednesday. Okay. Uh, this person went to the music festival on Friday oh, because okay. she was feeling better. Okay. Right. Right. And on Saturday, she tested positive for COVID. She got a result back that she tested positive for COVID. Listen, if you, you know, go to a music festival, and, you can assume somebody there has got COVID and it's going to spread like wildfire. Come on. What are we doing here? And look at this situation John ended up in. I mean, it's crazy. 
Uh, Dan, the yeah, idea that they're having these news. I don't I don't understand it. Um, John, Michelle, Nick, I'm really glad that you're sharing your message. Uh, Dr. C is on the phone. He's a physician and uh, wants to express his appreciation for the fact that you came forward with your story and you guys are excellent spokespeople for this. Go ahead, Dr. C. Yeah, I just want to thank John. I mean, um, I almost got teared up in the car just hearing the words of just how appreciative he is for just everything that, that healthcare workers are trying to do for everyone. And yes. I mean, this is what I'm seeing on a daily basis. And uh, it's just, it really humanizes the whole thing that we're all going through. And I, and I can't appreciate the bravery that he's going through, uh, you know, sharing his story. Are you uh, currently uh, dealing with a lot of COVID patients, doctor? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I'm based out of Northeast Ohio. And, uh, you know, it said when this was actually first starting, uh, when we were all scared of it, you know, it was the numbers were kind of through the roof. And then, then, you know, it temporarily got better. And then I think everyone got relaxed. And now it's worse uh, than it was even in the beginning. So, yeah, I deal with this. On on a daily basis, I actually deal with uh, these issues with putting people on the ventilator, and um, it, it's hard. It's hard on a lot of families, and it, it destroys a, a lot of lives. And uh, there is uh, and there is also no national leadership on any of this. It is absolute nonsense what's going on in this country. It's 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 just it's abhorrent. Doctor C, thank you for saying that, um, Nick. Does Nick tell his friends, do, do do they actually know from him what happened, the people he was at the party with? Uh, yes. Yeah. Nick? And what was their reception? Uh, you know, naturally everybody was worried at first. Um, it immediately prompted everyone to, you know, go out and get tested just to be sure that, you know, they're not bringing anything home into their households. Because, um, you know, that's 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 a vector. We have people going out and then, you know, they unknowingly contract the virus and they bring it back home to maybe people that were isolating and wouldn't have gotten the virus otherwise. Yeah. So, Nick, yeah, Nick I'm going to make sure that you learned your lesson. I'm going to tell you that Robin is having a party at our house next weekend where uh, several of her it's friends. It's going to be great. Several of her friends in the coven are going to be nude at the party, and there's going to be very few guys there. Uh, no mask required. Are, do you want to go? It's going to be fun. Uh, I think this is my first lesson as a newly uh, turned 21-year-old. I'm going to have to decline. But wow. <laughs> thank you really? very much for the offer. Uh, Robin. Job, oh, you job. know. Good job, Nick. Uh, this was a... Changes, right? <laughs> I mean, Robin, you're going to be at the party fully nude, right? Right. (laughs) Right. Everybody, all the women are going to be naked. Nick. uh, By the way, uh, and Ariana Grande has already agreed to appear at the party. Yeah. It's going to be hot. Nick, you did very well. John, thank you. Can we postpone after a vaccine, maybe? (laughs) Sure. Uh, Nick, I'm really glad you told your story and you told it in a very good way. Thank uh, John and Michelle, you're excellent spokespeople. I, I wish you would just keep calling into every show, every news program, anywhere people can be reached, because uh, this is a a tale that needs to be told. Yes, Thank sir. you so much for having us. So Appreciate it, Howard. Thank you. Yeah.
Thank you. Sorry you're going through all this. Wear your mask. Wear Wear your mask. Yeah, take care, John. Yes. Get better Nick, soon. Thank you, so thank you, thank you John, Bye. Michelle. Thank, thank you. So much. Right. Bye-bye. My pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye. They're very articulate people, and I'm yeah. glad they called in. Yeah, Ralph, what's up? You know, I'm I'm glad that you waited for, for them to hang up because I couldn't say what I wanted to say because this is getting me nuts. You know, you're giving them credit. They are fucking stupid. Florida is a Petri dish, and it's the parents' fault they raised a Dumb kid. Now, Ralph, yeah. hold on a minute. I'm going to take finish. you back Let a step. Let me finish. They're the point is, the kid. For attention. I, no, I would be in hiding kid... if I almost killed my father. No, well, hold on. Take a breath. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Uh, it's we all die. know. We Well, wait. Take a breath. We all know that people in this country are filled with remorse once the virus hits them. That up until then, we see a lot of these people on the news. Fuck the mask, this, that, the other thing. The same thing with this talk, uh, game show host, Chuck Woolery. You know, he was carrying on. It's a hoax. It's a this. It's a that. I mean, I don't know where this this guy must be insane. But he's, uh, it's a hoax. It's a, his son got it. Suddenly, he took down his account, and he stopped yeah. tweeting, yeah, and, and he's shutting his mouth. Yeah. Now, look, I, I, you happen I, to I, be I right. You is- wish everyone would be evolved and understand. What I applaud with these uh, three people is. I know. At yeah. least they're coming forward and saying we did a dumb thing. Don't do the same thing that we did. And the son is right, on it. But That's but, important. But it's it, but it is. But I sort of right. hear they're happy wish, to be on the Howard Stern show. Look at me. No. You know, no, and it's come like, on. I don't think anybody it, thinks they would go through this to it, be on the Howard Stern when show. I, when I hear things like like them say like that healthcare professionals are really working hard. It's like fucking no shit, Sherlock. Have you watched TV for the last three months or four months, five months? Well, I, mean, I agree. Come on, how dumb Listen, can you I'm be? I'm following the rules. Why is no one else following them? Is that that's your point? But there are people following the rules. You know, here in New York, yeah, uh, you have thanks to, to, you have our, to the leadership of Governor Cuomo and others, and and people in New York, we've actually got this. I wouldn't say it's fully under control. No way. But um, we're not it's not going crazy here. And And you know why it is? You know why it got under control? Because it was like 40 degrees here for two months. We'd be just as stupid as the people in Florida. I see it every day. There's people running around like, oh, yeah, it's okay. It's nice out. Well, good point. I agree. I agree with you. Yeah. All right, They're Ralph, shutting thank down you. bars and taking liquor licenses because so many people are congregating outside the bar because you can't be inside the bar. But there are no masks and they're standing on the street drinking, which is also illegal. Listen, in Vietnam, they didn't dick around. You read about it. They got zero cases. Why? Masks. Everyone. No exception. Completely under control there. They have zero cases. Second, social distancing. Uh, you know, they're they're and, and and they right at the start they shut everything down, and now they're now they're sitting there going, you know, ha ha ha, we got in it New under Jersey, control. There was a house party some woman threw in in some little short town, and four hundred people showed up, and they had to call in police from several different towns because the 
The police were outnumbered by the partygoers, and the woman said she lost control and nobody would leave. They were peeing on people's lawns because her house couldn't handle 400 people, and everybody was not wearing a mask and drinking and not social distancing. And then uh, a several, a couple of police officers got hurt. Several of people had to be arrested because they were belligerent and decided they weren't going to just leave when the police said leave and we don't know what's going to happen after that one but there was also a report of um some lifeguards in one town all going to a party and 20 of them came down with covid yeah 20 lifeguards um look i wasn't going to say anything but i'm going to say it what the hell uh, I, I I'm actually uh, doing my show from Vietnam. I moved here last week, <laughs> and that's it. Um, I'm now a resident that's of Vietnam. Where the new studio was built. Huh? Yes. Yeah, well, I was waiting for you to figure it out. I'm shocked. You didn't even tell me. Yeah, I didn't say a word. I, you know, <laughs> I didn't that's want anybody dissuading me. Yeah, I'm there right now. Hi, everybody. I'm here in Vietnam. Good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> Uh, Joanne, you're on in Maryland. Uh, hi, Howard. Um, I wanted to know what you thought about this big push to send um, school kids back to school in the fall. And, um, you know, I think it's insane because all these kids were in school, uh, were at home. Joanne. When the virus first hit. Yeah. Joanne, it can't be done. Yes, they can send all the kids they want back. They can send them all they want to school. Here's what's going to happen. I got a crystal ball sitting right here. Um, the kids are going to go to school. The teachers will come down with COVID. The kids will come down with COVID. Those kids will go home and spread it to their families in the same way that we just had those people on the phone. And we will be in a tsunami of COVID. Uh, it can't be done. They're talking about they're close to a vaccine, maybe September, October. Sit tight. Nobody go to, you know, they got Zoom. Tsunami. God bless Zoom. The teachers can go on Zoom. Your kids got to stay home. You can't do it. Exactly. We need national leadership on this, and we got to knock this thing out. We can't go on like We just heard that um, Barron won't be going back to regular school because his school won't open the way. That the president uh, is telling everybody every school to open. Listen, uh, we got to take this thing seriously. Other countries can do it. Well, I told you, I I live in Vietnam now, and I'll tell you about my my new country. (laughs) Vietnam. How are you doing with the language, by the way? (laughs) Oh, that means that means I don't want to even tell you what that means. But (laughs) Vietnam is evacuating 80,000 tourists because three people tested positive for COVID. That's how they knocked the thing oh, out. That's it. Everybody yeah, out. You got to be strict. Get it under control. 
That's right. Yeah, um, and here we're like we've got our heads up our asses. Like if we don't. Oh, know it's how embarrassing. To do it. We're a joke. I mean, it's it's it's, it's, it's moronic that we're allowing the morons of the country to uh, dictate to, to us uh, what's going on. And uh, well, I told you, you we should turn in our superpower credentials because we don't deserve that title. Yeah. We are yeah. not exactly. someone to look up to. No country should look up to us. No country should ask us for advice. They should take away all our bombs exactly. because we are not to be. I mean, it's yeah, crazy like what's going on. like one of those on. people you shouldn't give nuclear weapons to. The morons have taken over the country. That's all. That's it. What else can you say? I ain't wearing no mask. You ain't taking away. Oh what does a woman say? I'm, I'm breathing in my own carbon monoxide. Monoxide. You're a what sheep. A, You're a you, sheep. I mean, we're letting the idiots take over. You go, to, uh, you go to Canada. They got it under control. I mean, yeah. Hey, hey here's Randy in Canada. What's going on up there? Hey, Howard, how you doing? Um, hey, now. Just, uh, the thing is, it's what's funny is, you know, everybody everybody here in Canada, we kind of, you know, we're told, hey, you know, there's, there's basically, you know, the government says, you know, got to wear your mask. So, you know, we go, we say, well, you know, mask sucks, but you put it on. That's the end of the story. And because of it, you know, there's, you know, 200 cases a day type of thing in Canada and the whole country. You know, we don't care. Who cares? You wear a mask, you know, what's the big deal? But, of course, like you're saying, you know, and. Florida and all this, you know, there's for some reason some sort of a political agenda. You say, wear a mask, and I won't wear it. No way. You won't do it. Uh, that's like, crazy. You know, you know Canada won't let the Toronto Blue Jays play out, <clears throat> excuse that's me, play out that's their great. season because they don't want the American teams traveling there. Yeah. They're smart. 100%. They know. Thank you. I got it. Well, they've it. had, I think the Marlins delayed returning to Florida after their game because I think four players tested positive let me uh, give you the coronavirus package the coronavirus package yeah i got a um i told you richard and sal you know we have a we have a uh, we have a love of tricking radio djs into saying ridiculous things during their birthday announcements uh-huh so what we do is we find small market radio stations and send them fake names to read during birthday segments in fact, when it was your birthday, Robin, which is, by the way, coming up. Yeah, oh another God. one. <laughs> oh, my God. We I'm have sick of such birthdays. A, Beth and I came up with a gift for you. It's so fucking perfect for you. Oh, dear. For your birthday. Yeah. Even okay, in me, the time of COVID, you can come up with yeah. a perfect gift? Yeah, perfect gift for you. I got to admit, we get you great gifts. You do? Yeah, but this one's great. Oh, I Robin's birthday is August 8th, I think. Yeah, August 8th. Yes, and I'm and, I uh, wasn't looking forward to it, but now I am. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We were racking our brain. It's such pressure every year to come up with a gift for this woman. It's oh, just, you guys are ridiculous. Anything you would do well, and no. you don't have to do anything would be wonderful. Please. You've done incredibly well. I know so well that we really shouldn't have to get you a, a, another gift ever. I said that. It's you true. Stop. Uh. <laughs> uh, in the past, we've honored Robin's birthday, Ronnie the limo driver's birthday, Gary Delabuti, and of course my birthday. Um, you know, there were so many um, birthdays. Like, like, like we get guys to say Robin. Robin's got double G's. <laughs> Robin loves anal. This they say this on the birth announcements. Um, 
Robin's tight slot, Ronnie's cockering. That they don't know what they're saying. It's unbelievable the way they write it out. The birthday yeah. announcement. We had Ronnie's boner. Ronnie's on all fours. Howard's two-inch cock. We've gotten on the radio on regular radio. Gary blows John Hine. Uh, Howard's nutsack. Here, I'll give you a montage of all the different birthday pranks. Robin Scott double G's. Robin loves Zanel in North Alamo from Ben. Dover, Sink, and Reynosa. Robin Stite Slot. Did I say that right? Ronnie Scott Ring of Munsville 69. Ronnie Spooner. It comes from your great-granddaughter, Stephanie. Ronnie's on all fours. Ronnie's butt plug from Brownstown. Uh, Howard Stu Hinchcock is celebrating today. Howard mm-hmm. Snut Zach in Hornytown. Howard Ware Scondrums of Woodville with a birthday. Gary Bowes, John Hine, happy 58th. Uh, Gary Lovestein, Adel, a happy birthday, Gary. All righty here, happy birthday. Gary Lovestein, Anal. That was, I don't know if you caught that. Yeah, that was a little uh, hard to hear. Yeah. This one, but some Gary's of them are old, so clear. This is great. Gary's old girlfriend pooped out his cum. Listen carefully. He wishes that Gary's old girlfriend pooped out his gum. Cool. I hope Gary has a great day. <laughs> well, this cool. time we got, yes, this time we got DJs to say happy birthday to the coronavirus. <laughs> uh, Richard started working on this project as soon as we went into lockdown, which was in March. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, how auspicious. This was a difficult task because everyone is aware of coronavirus. It's on the top of our minds, so it's hard to trick people. Here's the names we got off in the order they appear. Now, this one is Bat Eater from Wet Market. Happy birthday wish for Bat Eater, 19. Happy birthday from Wet Market. Let's try this. It's just coronavirus. Happy 19th birthday to Corey Ona. Five Russ says spreading love from across the country for you. Here's a pandemic. Pandemic of Watertown is 19 today. Happy birthday, Pam. Here's Mitigate from Sal Governale. And also happy birthday uh, to Mitigate uh, from your best friend, Sal Governale. Thank you for being so prevalent in my life. And congrats on your newest statistician job, too. Stay safe. Love that. About super spreader from respirator. This is crazy. Uh, Sue Perez Predder, I believe it's pronounced. Uh, it's her birthday today from her fiance, Russ Parader. <laughs> These guys waste so much time doing this. I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure it's that funny, quite frankly. <laughs> you know, Richard, I think I like better when you do like uh, teen anal and uh, dirty. It's better. Yeah. Coronavirus yeah. isn't funny. Yeah. Well, there's Pandemic. there's some. There's some coming up that are pretty ridiculous. All right, what about you, Robin? All right, here it is. <laughs> antibody test result. Here, they got it on the air. They worked hard on this. So. Happy anniversary going to antibody test Russ Alt. <laughs> All right, here's the Robin one. This one is Robin Ophelia wants to fuck Andrew Cuomo. Oh All right, my. now you're talking. Now you're talking. That's funny. Robin Ophelia, Juan, Stu, Funk, Andrew Cuomo. Good day, Governor. So happy what? birthday to all them folks. <laughs> How did he get through that without knowing he's saying bad well, words? 
Well, so we have to sometimes do like a long explanation and say, oh, this is, you know, Robin. She was married five times. She kept all her husband's former names and their husbands are from <laughs> Indonesia. Like we spell fuck like P-H-U-K. And here's and one. So, this is a good one. Wear a fucking mask, asshole. They got this on the radio, on regular radio. Well, here we have twin brothers who are having a birthday. Uh, happy birthday to wear a funkin' mask, apes hole. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday to you. Uh, yeah, that's so hole. silly. <laughs> wear a fucking mask, ace hole. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah, a Richard. lot of times we have to say, you know, it's our friend from, uh, you know, overseas. That's why the names are, are weird. Yeah. I like the dirty ones myself, but, you know, that's me. Yeah, we tried to do something a little different, you know, themed with what's going on in the world now. So Very good. All right, well, you're working hard. There's no question about that. We don't Thank know that you. it's paying off, but you are working hard. <laughs> those those are the research that goes into those and pulling them off and getting somebody to say them is, right. takes a lot of time. Richard estimates he emailed close to 100 different radio stations in order to get 10 names read. That's the kind of effort we put in. Just so you know, Robin. Well, yeah. I'm glad they're busy. They're busy. Those are oh, some busy we're very boys. Busy. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to, uh, let's see, who do we have? Michelle in New York. Hi, Michelle. Good morning, Howard. How are you? Good. First time, long time. And just a, a reminder if you don't dial nine before asshole, you get a hot girl's phone line. But I'm calling because, unfortunately, in um, March, my 50-year-old completely healthy husband contracted COVID-19 and um, passed away on April 20th. Um, and what I want to say is to the people who don't wear masks that you need to understand that now those of us who have gone through this, like I have anxiety that I've never had before, PTSD, I'm doing a ton of counseling and different work because when I'm in a store and somebody walks in without a mask, I'm immediately now scared for myself, my children, my parents. And it's such a simple thing that people could do if for no other reason than to help those of us that have had such profound loss in the last few months. Wow. Your, your husband was 50 and he got COVID and he died. My husband, in, in February, we celebrated 25 years of marriage. In March, he turned 50, and in April, he died. He had no underlying health conditions that we knew of. Wow. Wow. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, Michelle. And now I mean, that's I've got terrible. an 18-year-old and a 16-year-old with no dad. Ugh. Well, you know, this is, the re this is the reality. I think a lot of people, and what happens in our country in particular, you know, the first month, everyone's like, yeah, okay, we'll wear a mask. I think uh, anytime something goes on for a while and people are inconvenienced just a little bit, they they fold. They go, they're like, you know what? Or, or they go, you know what? If I get it, I'll be fine. Now, here's my point. This guy, uh, Michelle's husband, 50-year-old guy, not that old. And, and you say uh, he, he wasn't sick at all. Wasn't sick at all. No underlying yeah, condition. Yeah, no underlying conditions we knew of. And this guy, you know, he got COVID and he wasn't one of the lucky ones. He didn't just get a couple of sniffles. Um, he he uh, he really got hit. And now he's dead. And, uh, you know, it's a game of Russian roulette. You might be one of the people who are asymptomatic or only have a couple of different things. You might pull out of it. 
But uh, I don't know. This, this, uh, and here's the other thing I, I really do believe. With viruses, and you know this, we've had many viruses. There's the herpes virus. There's chickenpox virus. There's, and then all of a sudden you find out when you get older, oh, chickenpox doesn't leave your system. It stays in your system and gives you shingles when you get older. We still don't know enough about this COVID-19. Don't treat it so cavalierly. I mean, Michelle Hurt learned, um, uh, paid the ultimate price with her husband, but this thing's no joke. We got to treat it seriously. They say, you know, I talked to Dr. Regis. He says maybe a, a, a vaccine very soon, but let's, let's fucking clamp down. Let's get serious about this thing. We're all in it together. We're all Americans. This has nothing to do with Republican, Democrat, or some other bullshit agenda you've got. We got to take it into our own hands. We can't wait around for the national guard. I don't know why, but we, we, we just don't have one right now. So let's do it. Let's do it ourselves. I'm taking over. I'm now the president and I'm commanding that you wear a mask. That's it. Thank you, Michelle. And I'm sorry about your husband. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Yeah, she's uh, absolutely right. I heard a story today that they have support groups and hotlines for people who are uh, survivors of COVID-19, as well as people who um, are their relatives and friends who've been affected by their getting it. Because people, you know, people who've had COVID and um, now they see people walking around without a mask. It makes them petrified. They don't want to go out of their homes. You know, they're having all kinds of anxiety attacks, like a PTSD kind of thing going on because they see other people not taking it seriously. Yeah, here's a fact. A nine-year-old girl with no underlying conditions died of COVID in Florida this weekend. Nine years old. No underlying condition. That's it. Uh, let's see, over 2,700 American deaths from COVID this weekend, Friday through Sunday. There you and go. And we're having like 67,000 new cases yeah. every day. And uh, are you going to go back to send your kid back to school? What are you, fucking high? Go ahead, Eileen. Hey. Hi. Not, not first time, definitely long time. Um, right. Ralph, if, if there was any... Worry if Ralph is an idiot. Now we all know. Please, this guy's almost dead, and he wants to get on the Howard Stern show. I don't think so. I Agreed. don't think so. If we all wore masks for one month, everybody in the country, we could get rid of this. You need yeah. to use your platform. Millions of people listen to you. Use your platform more. I'm Not using everybody it. listens to Doctor Agus. No, use it more. Use it more. Use it more. You Listen, I, all right, we're I, all I, Corona all the time. <laughs> all right, I'm going all Corona. Yes, Here we go, Eileen. Yes, Hi, everybody. Right, we're all Corona all the time. That's right. The Corona it's, channel. Corona right, Howie. Howard. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Not Howard 100. Corona 100. Well, I'll tell you what, Eileen. I still right now have friends who goof on me and they goof on Beth because we're staying away. They're like, oh, what's the matter? Aren't you guys going to socialize at all? I go, no, you're not all that great. Our friends aren't that great. That well, I need to risk my life. If they're asking you to come out. That's right. I told that and, to Beth. As intelligent as we all are, we all have friends that are freaking idiots. That's all I can say about that. I, I have them. You have them. Robin has them. We all have friends that have turned into Corona idiots. Wear That's right. a mask. Everybody needs to wear a mask. One month. How are we in this mess? 
the best country in the world is in this mess. Well, there's where you're wrong. It's not the best country. (laughs) It is the best country, but we just have some morons ruining it. It is the best. Well, I think it's ruined. Yeah. That's giving light to the word moron. I know Jason. Well, thank you, Eileen. I know Jason. Was, you know, uh, even Mitch McConnell had said once, don't get stuck on stupid, but we are stuck on stupid. Mm-hmm. Well, Mitch McConnell's got plenty to think about. I know.